topic I want to deal with in this session has been very difficult. I've been praying about it a lot this morning. It's um, a wonderful topic, but it's very hard to keep it short. And that's what we wanted to do to keep these series that they wouldn't be too long. That's something you could watch rather quickly and get some information. Well, uh, I, I'm, I'll give you the scriptures and you can go there. But we're working on Matthew 17. Uh, we'll start in verse 14 and uh, end with 26. Now, I'm not going to read all the scriptures to you, but that's, this is where it's from. And as I was reading through Matthew, and I read 16, 17, and 18, I saw that there was a theme that kind of went through these chapters. And then what happens, these chapters illustrate that one major theme. And that major theme was little faith. The first uh, mention of it here in Matthew 17 is um, this crowd, family or people, brought a demon-possessed boy to the disciples. And the disciples uh, tried to work with him, but they got nowhere. So the, um, they uh, talked to Jesus, and they told him, he said, you know, your disciples could not literally cure him. And so Jesus ordered the spirit to leave this boy. And after that, the disciples came to Jesus and they said, why couldn't we help the boy? And Jesus said, because of your little faith. And then I do want to uh, read this because I think this is so meaningful. He told them, because of your little faith, and this is from the Names of God Bible, I can guarantee this truth. Uh, he said, if your faith is the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here, and it will be moved. Nothing will be impossible to you. Now, that is an awesome statement. And I'd like to um, share a wonderful story. See, little faith will not remove obstacles in my path. I read a wonderful book. We collected biographies. And we have a whole bunch of them at the home. But one of them was called Sensi, and that's the Japanese, uh, translating the Japanese word teacher. And Sensi is Dr. Irene Webster Smith. And she went to Japan with the purpose of rescuing girls out of um, a very evil lifestyle. And she has such a burden for these girls that were being sold as little girls to these places to participate in evil acts. And she had quite a bit of success 
But one night she was sleeping and she had a dream. In the dream that there was a big cliff. And uh, she was running up and down the cliff because these girls were falling over the edge into the bottom of this cliff and destroying their lives. And she's running back and forth trying to stop them. And she's stopping some, but others are going over. And she's getting very frustrated. And in that dream, God spoke to her and said, why don't you build a fence? And when she awakened, she said, I think I know what God is telling me. I should collect these young girls that the families uh, would sell um, to make money. And so she started an orphanage for these young girls that uh, the family could not provide for them. And she found a piece of property uh, down by the ocean on the coast of Japan, one of the either one of the islands or whatever. And um, this was a perfect place. It was very large. And on the back of this place, they had windows all the way across, huge windows. It was sort of like a day room or whatever you want to call that. And um, between the house and the ocean, because it was down at the ocean, there was this huge, like, I don't want to call it a mountain, but a huge hill of sand. Well, these little girls, because being on the coast, that particular coast, it rains a lot. And they would be inside, but they couldn't see the ocean because the sand was blocking their view. So these little girls were going out with their shovels and little buckets and digging the sand and trying to dump it. And they realized that they could not remove this huge mount of dirt. It was impossible. One day, Sensi was having devotions with them, and she read this verse, that if you have faith of size of a mustard seed, uh, you can say this mountain, move from here, and it will be moved. And these little girls said, well, Sensi, that's it. We're going to pray that God will move this big hill, this mountain in their eyes, into the sea. And, and uh, I think it's in Luke or one of the other ones that says it can be thrown into the ocean. So Sensi thought, what have I done? You know, here these kids are going to pray. Uh, Sensi had little faith. Uh, Jesus said in Matthew 18, you have faith like a child. Well, he's not saying we need childish faith. We need to believe like children do until someone uh disappoints them or violates their belief. But little children have no problem in believing. Our kids would stand on a ledge uh, at my folks' house and I'd say, jump. Well, it was over cement. They didn't look down at the cement. They would just jump and I would catch them and they would laugh and giggle. Uh, they were girls at that time. We finally had one son. And uh, they loved to play that where they would run up the stairs, get on this ledge and jump to daddy. When I would say jump, they would jump. Uh, and that's the faith of a little child. And he said, that's the kind of faith we need. One day, uh, Sensi had to go to Tokyo to do legal papers on some of these girls. And it was going to be a few days journey. So Sensi was gone. 
And when she came back, and I don't remember the number of days she was gone, the girls met her at the front of the house. And they said, Sensi, shut your eyes. And she shut her eyes and she realized they were taking her to the very back of the house. When she opened her eyes, that whole huge hill of sand was gone and she could see the ocean. And she, she said, well, oh, and they said, yes, God did it. Remember we prayed and we kept praying that God would remove this and dump it in the ocean. Well, what happened was, well, since he was gone, they had one of those terrible storms uh, on the coast. And from where they lived, the street went up over quite a huge uh, cliffs and things. They were down low, but this was high. And the storm was so severe, it washed out part of the road right down into the ocean. Well, these Japanese road workers came by and saw all of this dirt and sand uh, behind this home. And they went in and said, could we use this? We'd like to fill from the ocean up to the road so we can rebuild the road. And they gave them permission. They brought these great huge earth moving machines and trucks and loaded all the stuff that Trucks went up and dumped it, dumped it when they got all that they needed. It was totally level and they could see the ocean. You could never convince those girls that it was coincidental. I like what Andrew Murray said. He said, you know, people say answers to prayer are coincidental. But he said, you know, when I don't pray, I don't have, con I don't have these uh, coincidental things in my life. You will see that. Uh, when you pray and it's legitimate and ask God to do it, God is able to do wonderful things. I want to share some more things I wrote in my journal on this. See, Numbers 11.23 says this, the children of Israel, God told them to go in the land, and they said, no, it's too difficult, it's too hard. And he said, right there, if you want to go look at it later on, is there a limit to my power? You know, because all the giants and all the walled cities and all that stuff, they were overwhelmed by circumstances. See, little faith, literally, what is little faith? It is putting a limit on God's power when I know that I'm praying within the will of God. Don't limit God's power. Jesus said, I can guarantee this truth. If you have mustard seed type faith, nothing will be impossible to you. And how do I get faith? The word of God says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. The more I know the character of God, the more I know the promises that God has given us in his word, the more I understand who he is and what he said he would do, and I can pray within that will because what God says, then my prayers will be answered. Often through the, the Gospel of Matthew, the disciples kind of failed Jesus, and he kept saying, O ye of little faith. 
we read the one on the boy, but there were other situations where he said, oh, ye of little faith. If you have little faith, you're saying, I just have little faith. It's so hard for me to really believe when circumstances are overwhelming. Remember when Peter got out of the boat, when Jesus was walking on the water, and he said, Lord, if that's really you, command me to come to you. And Peter got out of the boat, that took a lot of faith, and walked on water until he looked at all the circumstances, the wind, the waves, and all that was going on. He got his eyes off the Lord onto circumstances, and he started to sink. And he cried out to God, Lord, save me. That's probably all the prayer he could get before it was going to go under. And Jesus took him by the hand. I don't believe Jesus carried him back to the boat. I think he and Jesus walked hand in hand back to the boat. Now, after all these lessons on little faith, in Matthew 17, 24 to 26, Jesus is going to test Peter's faith. And this is a big test. Peter had gone to the temple and they asked him a question. Does your master pay temple tax? That was required when you worshiped at the temple. And so Peter went back and said, Lord, they asked me this question. Do you pay temple tax? And Jesus said, does a king tax his own children? And of course the answer is no. And on uh, Jesus, heavenly father, uh, he wouldn't have to pay tax. He's the son of God. But for his reputation's sake, and for the ministry's sake, he needed to pay temple tax. But Jesus said, I don't have any money. And Peter says, I don't have any money either. And so, Peter, I'll tell you what to do so you can pay temple tax. I want you to go and catch a fish. A fish? I mean, you don't want us to go out and catch a whole bunch of fish and then sell them? No. I want you to go out and catch a fish. Uh, what do I use for bait? Where do I stand when I fish? Jesus gave him no directions. He said, go fish. Now, does Peter have faith to believe that which doesn't make sense? I mean, you know, if, if you owe back income taxes and the Lord tells you to go catch a fish, would you go do it? You know, it's just, you have to realize this was a real test of Peter's faith. Could he really believe what Jesus said? And Peter went and he put the hook in the water. He didn't catch any fish. He caught a particular fish. And there's a lot of fish in the Sea of Galilee. I've been across that sea. And he caught the fish. And when he opened it up, there was a coin in his mouth. And it was enough to pay Peter and Jesus temple tax. And I wrote some insights down that uh, I think that may be helpful in this. To me, there were like three main lessons for me out of these, this illustration. See, the first is I need an encounter with God in his word. What is faith? I believe faith is simply believing what God has said. 
that is not always easy. It's easy when everything is going right and well and so on. But it can be very, very difficult when the circumstances are so against my exercising faith. And that's how did God strengthen Peter's faith? His little faith became stronger faith to see if he would be obedient to go catch the fish. The second thing, uh, once I'm in the word and I want my faith to grow, God will test me. God will put me in a situation and test me whether I'm going to limit the power of God to do what he said, or I am going to draw from the power of God to fulfill the direction God has given me. The third thing, the test to trust God's direction, I need this in every situation in my life, even if what God says doesn't make sense. It's a challenge of my humanness. And I'd like to give you an illustration. Years ago, before I knew the scripture about, oh, no man, anything, I uh, got our family, because I'm the head, way in debt. And it just seemed like that we'd never get all the credit cards paid to get out of debt. It seemed like we didn't have money, so we charged some more. And it was just a vicious circle of charging, paying, charging, paying. One day I went to a trusted Christian that I, uh, and I was a pastor at the time, that uh, I was really trusted his counsel. I said, well, what steps would you give me to get out of faith, uh, get out of debt? And he said, start tithing. Well, I could hardly pay my bills. How could I start tithing? See, it didn't make sense. And yet he showed me in uh, chapter 4 of Malachi that God said, if you will honor me with your giving, I'll rebuke the devourer. And beloved, I want to tell you this, that in one year, we were totally debt-free. Now, we were not paying on a house. We were paying on a car. And when we get the money stretched, uh, there were sales <clears throat> that we needed for food and things like that that caused the money we had left after God got his 10% first. And you can give more than 10%, but I don't see how I could give less than 10% if you're going to say I'm going to tithe. And God stretched the money. And when we had one credit card paid off, we took that payment and put it with the payment on the next one. We doubled and took then the double more. We didn't use that money. We kept doing it. And in one year, we were debt free. We got gifts of money that we never expected. God rebuked the devourer and he honored our hearts to want to get out of debt to be in line with God's word, that we're not to owe man anything but love. If you would like to increase your faith, 
You need to get back regularly in God's word. And the more you read it, the more you'll see that you can trust him. I trust this will be an encouragement to you to get back into scripture.